0: Canto One of the Tour of Doctor Syntax in Search of the Picturesque. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Adrian Prezalis. The Tour of Doctor Syntax by William Coombe. Canto One. The school was done. The business or when tired of greek and latin law, good syntax sought his easy-chair and sat in calm composure there his wife was to a neighbour gone to hear the chit-chat of the town and left him the unfrequent power of brooding through a quiet hour thus while he sat a busy train of images besieged his brain of church preferment he had none nay all his hope of that was gone he felt that he content must be with drudging in a curacy indeed on every sabbath day through eight long miles he took his way to preach to grumble and to pray to cheer the good to warn the sinner and if he got it eat a dinner to bury these to christen those and marry such fond folks as chose to change the tenor of their life and risk the matrimonial strife and thus were his weekly journeys made neath summer suns and wintry shade and all his gains it did appear were only thirty pounds a year besides the augmenting taxes press to aid expense and aid distress mutton and beef and bread and beer and everything was grown so dear the boys too always prone to eat delighted less in books than meat so that when holy christmas came his earnings ceased to be the same and now alas could do no more than keep the wolf without the door e'en birch the pedant masters boast was so increased in worth and cost that oft prudentially beguiled to save the rod he spared the child thus if the times refuse to mend he to his school must put an end how hard his lot how blind his fate what shall he do to mend his state thus did poor syntax ruminate when as the vivid meteors fly and instant light the gloomy sky a sudden thought across him came and told the way to wealth and fame and as the expanding vision grew wider and wider to his view the painted fancy did beguile his woe-worn fizz into a smile but while he paced the room around or stood immersed in thought profound the doctor midst his rumination was wakened by a visitation which troubles many a poor man's life-the visitation of his wife good mrs syntax was a lady ten years perhaps beyond her heyday but though the blooming charms had flown that graced her youth it still was known the love of power she never lost as syntax found it to his cost. But as her words were used to flow, he but replied, Or yes, or no. Whene'er enraged by some disaster, she'd shake the boys and cuff the master. Nay, to avenge the slightest wrong she would employ both arms and tongue, and, if we list to country tales, she sometimes would enforce her nails. Her face was red, her form was fat, a roundabout, and rather squat, and when in angry humour stalking was like a dumpling set a walking. Was not the custom of this spouse to suffer long a quiet house. She was among those busy wives who hurry scurry through their lives, and make amends for fading beauty by telling husbands of their duty. Was at this moment when inspired and by his new ambition fired the pious man, his hands upreared that Mrs. Syntax reappeared, amazed she looked and loud she shrieked, or rather like a pig, she squeaked to see her humble husband dare thus quit his sober evening chair and pace with varying steps about now in the room and now without. At first she did not find her tongue—a thing which seldom happened long—and soon that organ grew unquiet to ask the cause of all this riot. The doctor smiled, and thus addressed the secrets of his laboring breast. "'Sit down, my love, my dearest dear! Nay, prithee do, and patient here, let me for once throughout my life receive this kindness from my wife it will oblige me so in troth it will my dear oblige us both for such a plan has come athwart me which some kind sprite from heaven has brought me that if you will your counsels join to aid this golden scheme of mine new days will come new times appear and teeming plenty crown the year we then on dainty bits shall dine and change our home-brewed ale for wine on summer days to take the air we'll put our grizzle to a chair while you in silks and muslins fine the grocer's wife shall far outshine and neighboring folks be forced to own in this fair town to give the tan oh tell me cried the smiling dame tell me this golden road to fame you charm my heart you quite delight it i'll make a tour and then i'll write it you well know what my pen can do and i'll employ my pencil too i'll ride and write and sketch and print and thus create a real mint I'll prose it here, I'll verse it there, and picturesque it everywhere. I'll do what all have done before, I think I shall, and somewhat more. At Dr. Pompus give a look. He made his fortune by a book, and if my volume does not beat it, when I return I'll fry and eat it. Next week the boys will all go home, and I shall have a month to come my clothes my cash may all prepare while ralph looks to the grizzle mare though wandering folks may laugh and scoff by this day fortnight i'll be off and when old time a month has run our business lovey will be done i will in search of fortune roam while you enjoy yourself at home the story told the doctor eased of his great plan, and madam pleased, no pains were spared by night or day to set him forward on his way. She trimmed his coat, she mended all his various clothing, great and small, and better still, a purse was found, with twenty notes of each a pound. Thus furnished and in full condition. To prosper in his expedition, At length the lingering moment came That gave the dawn of wealth and fame. Incurious Ralph, exact at four, Led Grizzle, saddled, to the door, And soon, with more than common state, The doctor stood before the gate. Behind him was his faithful wife. One more embrace, my dearest life! Then, his grey palfrey he bestrode and gave a nod, and off he rode, good luck, good luck, she loudly cried, "Vale, o oh, vale he replied, End of canto one.